Hey there, welcome to our AP Legal Zone podcast brought to you by AP Lawyers. We are your top fix for all weekly law updates, including family, immigration, wills, and estates law. Just a friendly reminder we are not your lawyers, and everything contained in this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and not to be construed as legal advice. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can stay connected with any updates and get notified about our new episodes. Hi everyone, my name is Shireen and in today's very brief episode, I wanted to talk about support enforcement and FRO. In our previous episodes, we talked about what child support is, um, what the mechanics of it and how to calculate it, but for today's purposes, I'll talk about how to actually enforce the support amount. So in in looking at that, we automatically should be looking at FRO. And for those of you that are unaware, FRO stands for the Family Responsibility Office, and they are an extension of the government in Ontario that's responsible for actually enforcing child support and spousal support payments. For today's purposes, I'll only be referring to child support. Um, And ultimately, FRO is really there to assist the support recipient and be that guiding, I guess, streamlined situation between the support recipient and the support payer with the amounts of support that need to be paid. So ultimately, FRO can enforce support in two ways. So FRO can only, well, FRO only really gets involved in two ways is what I should say. And um, one of the ways in which there's an existing court order for someone to pay the child support amount um, and it's registered through FRO. Um, and if you're in litigation and you've gone through the court process, the actual um, support order automatically goes through FRO. So you ultimately don't need to worry about that. But if the only way to withdraw from FRO at that time is to prepare a notice of withdrawal. So if parties make their own arrangements for support to be paid and they may want to submit a notice of withdrawal so that FRO is not also collecting the support amount. Um, another way in which FRO would enforce the support amount is if someone actually files a domestic contract with the court and then files it with FRO for the FRO to enforce that amount. So if you have something like a separation agreement or a paternity agreement that outline the support amount that needs to be paid, then FRO can do so once it's filed with the court and then filed with FRO. So FRO is interesting in that it has a lot of tools at their disposal. They can, in terms of collecting, distributing, and enforcing support payments. So in the most um, notable way, uh, they can actually just garnish someone's wages off the top. So if at source, so if you're receiving um, a pay from your employer, they can actually garnish the amount of support paid off of your paycheck, essentially. They can also garnish your bank account. They can also garnish any money that the federal government's giving you. So this can include um, uh, CPP benefits, old age security, um, employment insurance benefits. So if you're receiving EI, don't think that you're shielded. <laughs> you're still um, you're still um, able to get the amount garnished from your pay. And then um, you could also get... Um, different mechanisms. So if you have a joint account with someone else, they can actually garnish 50% of that amount. They can, in terms of actually enforcing unpaid support amounts, they can suspend your driver's license. They can suspend your passport. They can seize, um, they can seize property. Um, 
They can also register a lien against your property. They can also report you to the credit bureau and make it difficult for you to obtain a loan or a future credit and make it even difficult for you to find a job if you're reported to the credit bureau. Um, they could also they can suspend your passport. There's so many different mechanisms at their disposal, honestly. And from a for, for more serious um, nature, they can bring um, default proceedings against you. So they can ask you to pay all of the arrears, work out a payment plan, and um, potentially you can be facing imprisonment or significant fines for failing to pay. And they can actually um, ask you to go to jail. They can actually ask for imprisonment for up to 180 days. So it's quite severe. Um, you have to be owing um, enough support for such a grievous measure, but um, and depending on your, the support payer's conduct, that might be appropriate. But there are so many ways in which FRO can enforce the support, the support essentially, and that's what they're there for. So Ultimately, FRO is your go-to, <laughs> and and it's very helpful for the support recipient to have that support um, and have that you know middleman, I would say, between the support recipient and the support payer, and ensuring that support gets paid, and then having mechanisms in place to ensure that if there's the large amounts that remain unpaid or there's issues with payment, that they can actually go in there and you know, depending on the, the appropriateness of the circumstance, use one of their enforcement measures um, and whether they're deemed appropriate in the circumstance. So ultimately, that is how um, child support enforcement works and particularly FRO in Ontario. Um, so thank you so much for listening. If you have or want some more information on child support or really any other issues in a family law context, please visit our website at www.aprincipal.com and there's a lot of information and um, sources for you to actually look at um, and hopefully you find those helpful. And so thank you again for listening um, and joining us for this very brief episode and until next time, have a great day. Thanks for listening and joining us in the AP Legal Zone. We hope you enjoyed this episode. You can find more episodes by searching AP Legal Zone on anywhere you watch podcasts. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast today so you can stay connected with any updates and get notified about any new episodes. Mm-hmm.